Welcome. You've made it tough shit. Podcast puts first world problems into perspective. We are your hosts. I am Corey. No. No, what? <laughs> yes, are, I am. This is Nick Offerman. I am not Nick Offerman. Corey, Corey got a haircut and he looks like Ron Swanson. Oh, I was going to surprise everyone with that. Oh, you have a bit? I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. It's really I'm not Chris, that big and this of a is deal. my co host, Nick Offerman, and this is a show that we do for Corey Offerman. Spotify called Parks and Rec. <laughs> Uh, where I park my dick in Chris's mouth and wreck <laughs> And I'm wrecked. Yes. Um, no, it's tough uh, shit. It's soft served. It's tough shit for puppies. Oh, look at Dude, that. that. Yeah. It's you, been a very puppy centric week. You still have. And so I thought instead of pussy, I'd say puppy. Yeah, I thought I never, you have it in your mind camper, right? What? You locked it away in your vault in the mind camper, the bad words that you're not supposed to say? You no, were... it's in the Disney vault. Disney. I, I, You don't own the Disney vault. No, but they let me put stuff there. Because they, they got all those old VHSs with dicks all over them, so they let me put some pussies in there, too. <laughs> it's a very progressive company, Christopher. Yeah. You let them let them have their cake Fuck and Disney. eat it, too. Anyway. All right. So, yes, you have made it to tough shit. This is Soft Serve, February 2022. Um it's the fun, positive side stories and whatnot for February. Uh, as you know, if you listen regularly, fashion was our story for the month. Sure. I asked that as a question. <laughs> I don't listen. It's like, yeah, it is. Um, as far as February goes, I mean, for us, where we're at, still cold and kind of crappy out. Uh, there's the bullshit holiday of Valentine's Day that I did nothing for. Oh, don't be a poopy pants. What did you do? I think we watched half of Nightmare Alley with their puppy and then fell asleep. That sounds romantic. Yeah, it was nice. I, I don't even remember what the hell we did. We probably just had a normal ass day. <laughs> Every day's Valentine's Day when you're in a good relationship. <laughs> Jesus goddamn Christ. <laughs> Keep this moving. Oh, why? Why do you need this moving so so quickly? Because, okay, I'm drinking mushroom coffee. Uh-huh. Kind of, I didn't really plan. I kind of did. So I have my customary tea, two cans of seltzer water, <clears throat> and uh, your wife just made me a cup of mushroom coffee, mm-hmm. and I got a shit. That, and I fucking threw my back out yesterday putting a cart away at Home Depot. <laughs> so, like, I'm not really good at sitting. You fucking right? rugged ass man, you. I do that thing where I put my hands on the handlebars of the cart, you know, and I whoop, jump mm-hmm. up like that. And I tried doing that as I put it away in the outside thing. I threw my back out. So between that, <laughs> did and having, anyone witness this? I well, yeah. There's a parking lot full of people. <laughs> and then I went to Tim Horton. I just picture like this couple loading stuff in their car and look over. There's you, this grown ass man. <laughs> I did it because I'm wearing a I was wearing a Christmas sweater. Then of course they get in my fucking Subaru with fucking pentagram on the back of it, limp over to it. <laughs> Oh, that's great. So, um, oh, quick, I wanted to touch on it. Um, we do have an Instagram, at TS Podcast Official, if you want to give us a follow over there. I know if I don't say these things, I'll forget to, and we'll just keep talking. Uh, follow us on Spotify, Pandora, wherever. Please give us a rating on Spotify and a review on Apple if you listen there. And please consider supporting the show directly by clicking that anchor.fm link in our show notes. This will help us grow the show in the future. And a quick shout out to Bree and Arlene, our only two supporters so far. Which they will continue to get shout outs. And if you want That's one, right. if you fucking wanna... pony up, you goddamn <laughs> cheap bastards. That's so rich coming from us. <laughs> it took me it took me years to just get like YouTube premium. <laughs> yeah, I don't even donate to shows, so do whatever you want. Yeah. I don't care. All right, yeah, exactly. 
If you're enjoying the show, that's all we ask. But we this hope might you're be, having a good time. This might be a little shorter one because yeah, I got to because Chris has to poop and has a bad back. And, and uh, Elden Ring came out this oh, weekend. Oh so God forbid! I would, <laughs> I'd like to get a little more in before my, dinner. <laughs> my Xbox is calling my name. <laughs> Fucking dork. So yeah, we have some positive shows or positive stories today. Is that the idea of this? Yeah, yeah, right. that's that's the usual thing. Uh, I do have another quick uh, news to- sort of thing. We are we we were talking about that we kind of gla- glossed over this quick, but we're getting shirts made uh, for the show. We do have a small batch done now, uh, and we're working with a local company to get them available online very soon. Uh, we'll keep you posted on when and where you'll be able to buy your very own tough shit t-shirt um and, and if, i said well yeah if like, you listen to the last episode yeah. and you're just like well these guys are a couple of fucking, fucking hypocrites, hypocrites. No, you're I do. absolutely 100 percent correct i do have something written here i said they are good quality uh which they are like i didn't some of the shirts you get from content creators are fucking trash you can see through them they're just hokey uh but these are good quality and if you do buy one please fucking wear it actually wear it <laughs> but if you're not gonna wear it don't buy one we don't care don't throw it out though yeah where it. it'll just end up on a boat was that what you were talking about it'll 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 end up in a third world country okay yeah yeah wear it to death or fix it or whatever bury yourself in it you know like wear as a, it. As a, <laughs> sure bury yourself in it we did an entire episode on textile waste well my story was so and we don't want to add to the problem so when they become available just actually wear the fucking thing if you want to buy one if you don't whatever that's your call so just want to see it'd be nice to see people wearing it like 15 years from now <laughs> like me with all my oh shirt. when they bought it from a vinnie's <laughs> <laughs> hey at least it got rebought huh that's right uh, and, and another note we do have stickers again so if you would like one just uh send me a dm on instagram and we'll get one over to you or two or whatever so but no one does. <laughs> That's a direct message. <laughs> that right? is a direct okay. message. Some say DM, some say PM, like private message. I'd go with that because I think a dungeon master and I think a DM. You would. Whatever. Okay. Uh, so how has your February been, Christopher? Mine's been pretty fucking fantastic. It's has been it? very, very busy. We've had a lot going on. Uh-huh. And as I said before, yeah, we adopted a puppy. So it's been this today's it's been three weeks. Uh, she's just fantastic. Um, her name has gotten increasingly more and more racist unintentionally which um, it's Ginny, right Ginny, and then so how does it like, get oh get... uh, it's Ginny's kind of close to jelly so we call her Ginny bean and they start calling her Ginny beaner now i just call her beaner and now and i don't even mean to so i'm just like so not only is the dog confused but now i put myself in a situation where if i accidentally call her a beaner outside i could get in trouble oh. and the whole idea of calling her Ginny was that her name was gypsy and i didn't want to Offend you anybody didn't want to offend Gypsy by so, saying Gypsy so out loud. So you moved it back across the pond. So now she's pond. a beaner. Yeah, you moved it back across the pond. To, so it's <laughs> to really offend. two more words that need to go into the Disney vault with all the pussies and the dicks. Ginny's, <laughs> Gyp, Gypsies, Beaners, Pussies, and Dicks. Oh, so you can't even call your dog by her name because you're just going to... I'm telling you what, though. I No, I, I've had a fucking... Great February. I've been getting very. Fr- I get. I get frustrated with stuff all the time. But I'm trying to calm down, especially like this week. I've been trying, to especially like to not get too mad, like like putting fucking card away through my back out at Home Depot, because I I finish like literally like I'm like this is so hard, and I I finished the audiobook version of the Tattooist of Auschwitz before I did this, so like. Some, like, yeah. It was really good too. Yeah, that kind of put but you in your place. Yes, I bet. it did. Yes, mm-hmm. I would not have made it. <laughs> 
No, no. I think Just that's saying. been established a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm having uh, a good month. I think there were some other things I was supposed to talk about. Hey, first time a turd's ever been in my refrigerator. Oh, a dog turd. Yeah, and I yeah. took her for a shot. So she took a dump the other day, and me and I sat inside, and then Mandy's like, did you go poop? So she sure did. I said, if that, she was a good poop, I said she would have got a gold star from a doctor. Like, if I had done it, she poops better than I do. So we put it in the fridge behind the eggs for two days. Uh, I'm just having this thought run through my head where the dog gets stage fright. You're waiting for her to poop. Like, all right, you got to poop. I got to take you to the vet. Your appointment's coming up. So she doesn't. And- out of fear and panic, you shit into the cup. <laughs> oh no! Oh god! Yeah, they'd figure they it out pretty quickly. Like, Jesus Christ! That's Has a this ju- dog been drinking craft beer? <laughs> god, this smells horrible. No, if anybody does walk down the road, like when I let her out, it's got to be terrifying because I'm usually like in some form of like undress. I'm not in socks, and it's just the door bursts open. I scream. I'm so excited that she's in for drugs. Go, Beaner, go! And then she just, like, goes out and I pee in the lawn. Someone, she takes a dump. Uh, I could see someone, get yeah, like, taking the wrong turn on our road, and they look out, and this shirtless man, this shirtless bearded man comes running out with a dog. Go, Beaner, go! Well, you and like, I have what been the fuck? Oh, yeah. out on our road, and I've been in a wedding dress. So I guess, yeah, yeah. it's kind of a risk walking down the road regardless. Yeah, you, you, you might see some strange things. I in... can't stop looking at that hair. I know. <clears throat> so, no, I don't know. That's pretty much it for the most part. I got God. some notes that I'm, are to my right. I'm trying not to like turn and look at, so I might think of something else. Oh, that's fine. Um, no, it's been pretty good. Good. I've been excited for the show. I'm ready for some positivity. Yeah, yeah, you need that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yourself? Uh, pers- uh, personally, February's been okay so far for myself. Uh, had some highs and <clears throat> God damn. I can't clear my throat. Uh, had some highs and lows. Unfortunately... Uh, I did. I lost a relative this past week, which is always tough. Yes, uh, that's never a good I'm thing. Sorry, that's a suck. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously they'll be deeply missed, and I, you know, I was going back and forth about bringing this up because it's like, yeah, it's our show, it's positivity and this and that. But uh, as we talked in the intro, like to keep some off, like authenticity of our who we are on this, like you got to. I mean, there is low points to everyone's life, and as goofy and chipper as Christopher and I may be, we deal with that shit as well. So I just wanted to bring, what is that, humility? No, humanity. Humanity, humanity. yeah, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, we could just write this shit, and then any other fucking asshole could talk about it. Right? So, yeah. So I just wanted to uh, talk about that real quick. So that was a a bummer, but this is soft serve. And I'm I'm here to lift you up. So... You're gonna lift me up, pal. Over your over your head, because I'm gonna work you, and you're gonna get pumped. No, I don't want to do that. Buff. I told you my back hurts. Okay. So speaking of that, getting buffed and the positivity and all that stuff. Uh, the positive side. Uh, I set a weight loss goal for myself, and I reached that goal. And because I did that, I get to cut my fucking hair. I did cut my hair. Well, it's you gone. didn't cut it. I got it cut. Yes. So I have been growing my hair for two years. The first year it started as a joke for COVID. I'm like, oh, it's my COVID do. And I, I turned it into something positive and used it as a weight loss fitness goal. So last year I was like, all right, I'm going to set this marker and I'm not getting a haircut until then. And I did. And I finally met it this uh, two weeks ago, I think, or a week. Yeah, a little over a week ago. And I got it cut and I'm donating it. That's my donation for February. 
Guess what mine is? What? I'm going to probably give $10 to Wikipedia. <laughs> hey, Don't wait, I'm to Wikipedia? Yeah, I always do that. That's brilliant. I was going to mention that. I, have I mentioned that before? We've talked about it before. Yeah, you definitely should. It is good. So, but yeah, any organization that's good about like actually putting out real fucking information, information is yeah. uh, something that should be supported. Totally. But I'm very proud of you. I think it's awesome, and I think it's yeah. But you've always been good at like setting a goal and sticking to it. I it's, try. It's tough. You do a good job, and uh, this is really fucking weirding me out. But. <laughs> You do. Well, you look like you I look told like you, I those... look like a little. I look like I did when I was in my twenties, except I glued a fake beard on my face. No, it looks like that. <laughs> like you know, they'll do now. They're doing digital. Like they'll make people look young, like old actors look mm-hmm. younger. Like in twenty years, if they made like a Parks and Rec reunion and they uh, like digitally made Nick Offerman look young again, that's that's me. You look like fucking Ron Swanson. <laughs> It's no, driving he, me always, nuts. he always had an epic mustache, and I never grow a mustache. I usually oh. keep it low. Who am I thinking of then? I don't know. Hmm. Like that was like Nick Offerman's thing. I always had. I think he has a beard now, but he he usually just rocked a mustache. I thought. I'll think about it. But yeah. So anyway, that was February's uh, donation. It went to Locks of Love, uh, which is the charity that gives uh, children and people who are going through chemo or al- who have alopecia they get some them. fucking poor cancer ridden 10 year old that ends up with your hair oh they're gonna gain so much wisdom they're just gonna put it on like a helmet of Jesus knowledge Christ. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, it was uh uh the uh they, they chopped off three like huge braided ponytails off I my saw head. It. yeah I'll, I'll put the picture on instagram so uh, there's going to be a couple There'll pictures. There'll be a couple pictures because yeah. we're doing a picture with Ginny today. Yeah. It's so. going to be <laughs> Corey and I and she all taking a dump in my lawn. <laughs> Shirtless. <laughs> no. I'll be in a wedding dress. Oh, God. <laughs> that is. Hey, I want to say uh, real quick, though, I did. I was trying to uh, come up with a story about cutting hair because of that. And I don't know how I did this. <clears throat> Honest to fucking God. I looked up like hair cutting stories or like inspiring mm-hmm. haircut stories or something stupid like that. And I ended up on a bondage site. What the, how the fuck did like, I don't know. <laughs> you are bad at using and internet. I'm tell- it was like my haircut or something <laughs> like that. And I'm serious. It was a very innocent name for the website. I'm not making this up. Yeah. I tried finding it again today, but I got on DuckDuckGo and yeah. I couldn't find it, but I ended up on some bondage sites on DuckDuckGo. And then I found this whole story from this poor kid who like his dad made him cut his hair because he kept putting his hair in his mouth and chewing on it. What the hell is that called when you eat things oh, like that? Oh, uh, pica? Yeah, something, something like, that. like that. So the fucking dad took him to the barber and made his other brothers watch. They cut his hair off, and he had to pee, and he wouldn't let him, so he pissed his pants. So, like, wow. I didn't even find a haircutting story, like an inspiring one, but I did end up on a bunch of bondage sites. Well, that's great. Yeah. That, uh, you're, you're good you're looking for something positive and find a bunch <laughs> of weird fucking porn shit. It seemed to make some of them happy. But anyway. Hey, what, um, <laughs> whatever floats your boat. You no, know, I have three stories uh, today. Quote, unquote, stories. One's pretty legit. Uh, so do I go first? Yeah, you or go first. Because I, I only us? have two stories. So I'm sure you're going to want to rifle through these because that you already slammed quite a bit of that mushroom coffee. I'm not. <laughs> I was hoping to make me smarter. Uh-huh. Make you farter. Okay. So this first one is a little too because like was it last time that i didn't do my sarcastic titles for positive stories i think that or you use the sarcastic title for your normal story something to that well regardless i went a little overboard on this one (laughs) so um 
if you're a snowmobiler, I apologize. But this is my first story, and it's called. Are you ready? Yeah. Hopefully, you you didn't do anything about snowmobilers, did you? No. Okay. Who would? Um, I used to ride <laughs> snowmobiles when I was younger. Well, then you won't like this. Okay. All right. This month, Mark. This is the title. This month marks the first time a snowmobiler ever did anything other than drive drunk. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready? <laughs> but, I, I just thought of something great. If I like, if I wrote a story about you, and I had to do this sarcastic title thing, it'd be like Virgin Video Game Dork somehow gets married and has happy life. I cannot write. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, I didn't feel so. This I got to credit Good News Network for uh, finding this story. Okay. Um. I might have embellished a little bit. But anyway, here we go. Just a week ago, two presumably blind drunk snowmobilers from Anchorage, Alaska, rescued a moose that had gotten trapped beneath the ice of a frozen creek. Do you hear about this? I have not. Okay. Uh, the two men, Andrew Cro- Andrew Corner and Terry White, most likely en route to the next dive bar or hidden cache of bush light, discovered the moose struggling to... <laughs> fr- <laughs> discovered the moose struggling to free itself from the freezing water, but to no avail. Now, I know uh, that we can all probably see where this heartwarming story is going, uh, but keep in mind that a moose is an extremely dangerous animal. It's not this Fuck cute, yeah, thing. They, they kill more people than bears. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. So, uh, a fact that both Andrew and Terry were very much aware of. But despite the danger this beast presented, both Terry and Andrew staggered off of their snowmobiles and fought through the cirrhosis of the liver and double vision and set to work. God, I hope these guys run like a sobriety <laughs> clinic or something. Uh, Make us <laughs> feel like shit. So they set to work, uh. digging out enough space around the moose for her to free herself. Andrew and Terry could tell that the moose had been trapped for quite a while, having had rubbed a lot of like the hair off of itself, like yeah. struggling against the ice in its vain attempt to escape its watery grave. The two men worked tirelessly for an hour and a half, digging through snow and ice. Other passing snowmobilers stopped during the rescue attempt and pitched in as well. One of them, for some worrisome reason, had a sledgehammer and put it to work, smashing through the ice that the moose was still wedged up against. Normally, when a snowmobiler picks up a hammer, they're only trying to bypass the breathalyzer that starts their car. But in this case, (laughs) it was very different. The moose was later the moose was later quoted as saying that she was feeling a tad nervous at the sight of an approaching snowmobiler with a sledgehammer, the equivalent of a toddler with a steak knife. But it turned out that the hammer did the trick. After a while, the moose had enough room to move on its own, and the rescuers gave it enough space to climb from the hole and escape back into the trees. The good deed had a profound effect on Kroner on Kroner Kroner, like uh-huh. the Swedish currency. Uh, good, is, a yeah. profound effect on Kroner especially, saying, quote, it felt amazing. It felt great. The heroic snowmobilers then gathered in triumph and zigzagged their way to the closest Applebee's for bottom shelf rum and Cokes and quesadilla burgers. <laughs> you are a fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> that last bit might be unsubstantiated. Um, no, but really, hats off to these guys. Uh, I might have gone with some snowmobiling stereotypes uh, there. A, a but, few? Uh, <laughs> So, all right, I'll say this. In, in where we live in Western New York, y- yes, <laughs> snowmobiling. When I see a snowmobiler, a, I know they're going to a bar. Yeah, snowmobiling is a hobby around here. It is, it is not a necessity. You can generally get around without a snowmobile. In Alaska, <laughs> you need snowmobiles to get around, especially in rural areas. 
to get buried in a sheet of snow. Like it's not uncommon for everyone in town to have a snowmobile. So that means everyone isn't always drunk. <laughs> when I on. in this area, if I see a snowmobile, I assume it's just like somebody who's golfing, quote unquote golfing. Uh, but yes, I understand that these uh, guys. It's actually really cool. Like there's a video and there's some pictures online. Like these guys did really save this fucking moose, and they didn't have to. And uh, here I am making fun of them because I'm sure they're not actually drunks, <laughs> but. Like, if I saw a moose in the woods, like, struggling in the ice, like, uh-huh. I'd be terrified. Like, Stay yeah. away from me, moose! And I would get the fuck out of there. So good on these guys for, like, that's just pretty cool that it they, is, just, they yeah. helped, helped an animal they didn't need to. The most videos I've seen online of people encountering mooses is, is them getting attacked. and like, We have a photograph of my family. Like, it was one of the first, like, family portraits that Mandy was ever around for. And it was in up in, uh, God damn it. Algonquin, like way north of Canada. In Canada, yeah. We did this hike and like uh, backpacking thing. Oh, that's when you pooped on your hand. Yeah, one of the times. And then, uh, <laughs> but we found a moose. Like we came across a mother moose and a baby, Ooh. and we just like got in front of them and took a picture. Like we did, like they were in the background. Oh my god, it was god. like really cool. <laughs> but then it wasn't until after, like, oh, that was a bad idea. Yeah, especially yeah, when they have young around. Uh huh. So yeah, they'll fuck you right up. No shit. Uh huh. That's 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 up there with like the you hear about an influencer falling off a cliff taking a selfie. Good. Like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> like yeah, it's tragic. Totally avoidable. But yeah, that's it. That is a good story. That is nice to hear that they. Uh, yeah, it went, was it went was beyond cool. to yeah. yeah help a help a dangerous beast. If you so know. that's my first one. All right. Well, that was good. Uh, as usual, I just have them titled Story One. <laughs> so Isn't that confusing? No, because there's Story One and Story Two. All right. Whatever. It's, it's <laughs> the contents of the story that matter, Christopher. No, it's the title. <laughs> sure, sure thing. Just like it's always the cover of the book. Yep. <laughs> None of the words. <laughs> I don't even read books. I just rub the cover in my face. <laughs> I don't think that's how reading works. Woo. Oh, wow, you're full of it today. Full of mushroom coffee. Yeah. Yeah. That, oh, fuck. All right. So I know in our last episode, I may have pissed in the Cheerios of the world's fashionistas by informing everyone how their cheap, ugly, fast fashion has had devastating effects across the globe. And in that episode, I promised that I was going to highlight some of the good steps that people and companies have been taking to help limit that damage. So here we go. Uh, In the past decade, with the huge boom in internet availability and social media, people have become more informed about the impacts that secondhand clothing has had on the world. This has inspired various activist entrepreneurs and spurred a whole new market of innovation revolving around the secondhand fashion market. Now, I can be a little harsh on internet activists, but my hat goes off to these folks because they are actually doing something about a problem instead of just reposting victim mindset bullshit on their social media accounts. Uh, Having been around for decades, uh, clothing consignment shops aren't a new idea by any stretch of the imagination, and directly selling off uh, your used clothes is still a great way to help cut down on the world's textile waste. But in the past few years, the consignment shop concept has reached a new effective and global market. Websites like ThreadUp, Poshmark, and Vesteri Collective have been created to put the sellers and buyers of used clothing in total control of what they want to happen with their secondhand fashion. 
from getting a deal on a hardly worn Columbia jacket to making a few extra bucks on that old prom dress that's been hung in your closet for the past 20 years, Christopher. What? (laughs) I get rid of stuff fairly. Oh, we went over this. Old clothes are getting new life this way. Even high-end fashion has dipped into the online consignment world on sites like The Real Real. And I wanted to trail off real quick. Remember, because you, you dabble in Poshmark. Fuck or your yeah, wife I dabble does. in Poshmark. I love Poshmark. So, I used- <laughs> you and I were going to start our own crackhead oh, yeah. and hobo-oriented site. Pockmark. Pockmark. Yeah. <laughs> where we sell stolen, shitty, used clothing. Yeah, I thought it was a great idea because I put on that one pair of underwear with all the holes in it. Yeah, Poshmark. I, used to, I love Poshmark. I used to I work out again on the rowing machine where I used mm-hmm. to go to the gym, and I get on the rowing machine. I do intervals, yeah. So I I do an interval and I shop for sandals on Poshmark for like half a minute, and then I get back and do some more, and then I shop some more for some sandals, and then not buy well, any. That's quite quite a way to work your time into the workout there. But okay, all right, so. There's also been a growing movement to the sharing economy side of uh, clothing, because even buying a secondhand designer dress can still be very expensive. So companies like Rent the Runway have started uh, offering, uh, let's see, member rental services of designer clothing directly to the consumer. It'd be kind of like the original Netflix, but for clothing. So if you didn't like how a garment fits, then send that shit back. Uh, it'd, it'd be just like if you had rented Hudson Hawk on DVD and realized it's a shit garbage movie. Just send that trash back and be glad you didn't buy it. You've been going on about Hudson Hawk for Fuck a week that movie. Now. It's horrible. I'm telling you, man. I think I'm going to watch it again. Rewatch it. Rewatch it I think it I'm going to because Good. we watched. I used. It was on Comedy Central on a loop. I swear, I watched it a bunch of times. It had all that boop, 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 like cheery it's, music and shit. Oh, it's horrible. All right. We'll see. Force, force yourself this evening to watch Hudson Hawk. All right. I'll do it. <clears throat> okay. Let me know what you think. So, other companies like Tuliri, uh, and I'm going to quick spin off again here. So, modern companies, and I, I get a lot of these companies I'm going to be talking about are doing really good things, but this isn't just for these types of companies. It's a lot of modern uh, millennial-based like companies have the stupidest fucking names that are completely misspelled. Like, context, but it's spelled C-N-T-X-T. Uh, wait, like, I'm oh, telling you, that's because like, they're all stupid and they can't spell anymore because they keep abbreviating stuff in text messages. No, like some of these, I seriously had to, like looking some of these up. I had to be like, how the fuck do you pronounce that? I don't even know if I'm uh, pronouncing the tillery, whatever. And they're influencing other people because I've gotten text messages from like older people mm-hmm. with not what the fuck is it? it's not even an acronym. What the hell do you call it when they just take a bunch of letters out of a word? I don't know. It drives me nuts. I don't understand what <laughs> so they're talking what about. So that's what half of these companies are. But either way, they're still doing good. So uh, Tulare, uh offered direct peer-to-peer clothing rentals uh, where the owner of the clothing is in the driver's seat when it comes to who and when they can rent out their fashion. It'd be like the Airbnb of clothes. So all these companies have sustainability <gasps> and saving money in mind. So win-win. What? That's a good idea. What? Uh, you have an Airbnb. I just I just thought of it. You leave your clothes there, so then when people go to the Airbnb for a vacation, they don't have to pack as much stuff, and then they can wear your clothing. Yeah, that'd work great for, like, if the person before you was, like, a 300-pounder. No, I mean, you just, like, you do it. You know, people, like, there's people that, there's certain types of people that go to certain types of areas. I mean, it's around a lake. They're probably all tall and skinny. Like, if it's, you know what I wow. mean? Wow. What? Stereotyping lake people now? Oh, I got a lot to say about lake people. <laughs> I'll keep it to myself. Okay. I think it's a good idea, though. I might run with it after the show. Or uh, whatever. 
All right. So as discussed in the fashion episode, the direct recycling of clothing into new clothing only accounts for 1% today. Uh, there are various traditional fiber manufacturers and startup companies that genuinely are trying to turn things around when it comes to textile recycling. Evernew, spelled E-V-R-N-U, the Seattle-based... Like Evernude? Evernew. Oh, Evernew. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Seattle-based textile startup has been working on a new process that uses the cotton and polyesters from discarded clothing to be, to be made into new fibers that are recycled and sustainable from the start, uh, utilizing the same concept of taking your scrap steel to the junkyard and recycling it. And it's funny to think how, like, shipbird metal scrappers are actually an eco-friendly bunch of folks. Yeah, te- yes. Technically, yeah, driving yeah. around in their half-rotted-out 83 F-150, smoking Marb Reds and slugging Mountain Dew. When now I'm, who's stereotyping? Exactly, mm-hmm. me. Me. I'm stereotyping scrappers because they're usually a bunch of shithead thieves. Yeah, and they're not <laughs> staying in my Airbnb. Yeah. Or where not all of them. <gasps> Some scrappers are fine. How about this? <clears throat> Airbnb and pants. B&B and pants. Okay. How about All right. Uh, no, you could call it like... Um, Shit, like pants and. That's it. No, it's Airbnb and pants. Go ahead. You can continue. All right. (laughs) God. All right. Uh, So, all right. Some entrepreneurs are also getting very creative when it comes to sustainable fashion. Take, for example, the Toronto based shoe company Johnny Footwear, uh, which was named after the famous Johnny Appleseed who planted apple orchards across the U.S. and Canada in the 1800s. Johnny's shoes are a totally biodegradable shoe uh, that has a neat surprise embedded in them. Apple seeds. The seeds seeds are placed deep in the sole of the footwear, and users are instructed to plant their shoes once they are worn out. Within a few years, you will hopefully have an apple tree growing where you planted them. That's fucking cool as shit. I thought that was pretty wild. So, however, at the end of the day, the best thing a person can do is to stop buying as much cheap clothing uh, this will help slow down the fast fashion. Uh, keep your clothes longer and wear those fuckers to death. Or repair them as need be. If you think about it, two years ago, uh, the world like sold out of sewing machines so everyone could make COVID masks. Oh, yeah. So put that thing to work and fix your clothes. Fix your textiles, whatever. Uh, but if you're not into DIY or looking like a hobo like myself and you do want to donate your clothes, uh, just be cautious about the charity you choose and think about where those clothes might uh, end up after the fact. So that's it. Those are the few decent things going on with secondhand clothes that people are trying to do. That was very nice. Yeah. That, I, I, I was like, what do I know? I know one of these shoe companies. All birds, right? All birds? It's made out of all birds, right? Yeah, exactly. All just the like birds. Just like cookies. No, I think no. There's something environmental about it. But I, whenever they say all birds, like they're really, they really tout how good they are. So yeah, I always picture that they were making them out of birds, but I don't think they actually are. They're running shoes. Just all middle fingers, just flipping you off the whole time. Uh, that's very good, Corey. Thank you very much. You're for that welcome. Story. Do you have anything else to add? No, no. I think that's uh, that. Pretty much is it. I, I kind of trailed off a couple times there, but I have another story. Yes. What's this one called? Well, so this one's a very personal one, but it's still pretty positive, and it's pretty short. Okay? Okay, let's hear it. So this one's called, My Dog Loves Farts, and that's okay. And is there a site credited for this? or My house. 
Okay, whatever. <clears throat> it makes you laugh. So, it was inevitable that our new puppy, Ginny, was going to shoehorn her way into this episode one way or another. Mm-hmm. And I think we've done enough heartwarming dog stories already on this show. I Like, we've done a bunch of them. Or I've we done have, a bunch yeah. Of them, so, that, and we already opened with a heartwarming moose story. Mm-hmm. So, let's, uh, let's shift gears to another kind of warmth. The warmth of sharing a hot fart with your dog. <laughs> oh, God. And this mercifully short story is dedicated to none other than the I Heart Farts Girl. Oh, I know the that, sticker, yeah. Yes, yeah. I know that you're out there. Have you seen that car again? No, just no. that one guy that had the uh, fuck machine written on the back of his truck. <laughs> it was in the same stretch. Uh, but yes, I know you're out there. I know you're listening. And Corey and I really appreciate you. No, we heart you. But in fact, we'd heart you even more if you donate nine ninety nine a month to our show. Now we and fart that... you, okay? Oh yeah, I didn't think of that. <laughs> but either way, uh, back to the subject at hand. It recently came to my attention that there's no way, there's no better way to get the attention of mine and Mandy's dog Ginny than to fart in her general direction. This is all true. All right. During a recent session of living room roughhousing on the carpet, I was folded in half, and like a smith's bellows, I emitted forth a foul wind through my too snug sweatpants. Embarrassed and ashamed, I readied an apology. But before I could speak, I glanced up and saw Ginny. She had stopped playing. She was still, and she had her. Like your head cock, you know? They yeah. Do that. What the fuck was that? She was looking right at my butt. <laughs> a wave of further embarrassment washed over me, and I prepared to get up and sequester myself in the mudroom for three to five minutes, as is customary. <laughs> but then I noticed that Ginny seemed not bothered at all. In fact, she came even closer. She approached the back of my sweatpants and took a quick sniff and yipped in delight. I quickly mustered myself. Come on. I'm serious. I'm dead serious. <laughs> I quickly mustered myself, and I let out another gust. And she yipped again. Delighted, we both rolled and played for another 20 minutes before promptly farting ourselves to sleep on the couch. <laughs> now, I don't hide my farts. I share them. And Ginny shares hers with us. Oh. And she also just pissed on the mat by the front door because I'm in the back room writing about farts instead of keeping an eye on the living thing that depends on me to survive. That's 100% true. I was writing this, and I looked out because I wasn't paying attention. She pissed all over the mat by the front door. Mm-hmm. In closing, I think farts are all right, and so does my dog. I think that if people were nicer to puppies and were less ashamed of their farts, then the world would be a better place, and Russia wouldn't have invaded Ukraine. Fart the power. Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so that really happened. You guys I'm had dead this, serious. You connected over farts with I'm your a, dog. I got those gray sweatpants. Mm-hmm. They were the low crotch. <laughs> so it's just this pocketed area. But I'm rolling around, and I got my legs up over my head, and I go, I fucking fart. And she just stops. And she's got those giant bad ears and just yeah. goes over. Loves the smell of farts. She's done it several times now. That's awesome. Yeah. And she seems, yeah, she seems like it makes me feel better about myself. Oh, that's, that's fucking hilarious. So that's the only, that's it. That's the whole second story. Okay. No, that's good. I, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. You, you, you brought a little, a little light into my day with that one. You're welcome. Oh, you can thank smell you. me after the no, show. No, I if you can want. smell you now. You smell like tea and mushroom coffee and, just you smell like food. What were you eating before you came over here? Let's see. I had oh, ooh, I had dining a, with Chris. Let's I hear had it. a bacon, egg, and guacamole with cheese on a croissant. All right, all right, this morning. all right, all right. So it's three fifty in the afternoon. Yes. Lay out what you've eaten so far today. Uh, half a dozen cans of seltzer water. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did my vitamins, of course. I yep. did a giant breakfast sandwich that Mandy made for me with eggs and guacamole and bacon and cheese. 
And then I had some yogurt and I had some protein chips. And then I had a BLT right before I came over. And I had some mushroom coffee. And this is my second cup of tea. Okay. And I'm drinking two cans of seltzer water. All and right. I'm going to poop soon. Yeah, I think I can smell the bacon. That's what I, I'm pretty sure that's what I smell. So I think it's on me. Yeah, it's, it's embedded. Ginny smells like it too because she lost her puppy smell. She's starting to lose her puppy smell. Remember the other day when you came into my house, you're like, what the hell's that smell? Yeah. It was bacon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, all right, on on to my second story titled Story 2. Uh, <laughs> so, <clears throat> two weeks back, uh, we had a little bit of a flooding issue in our area. Uh, we had about a foot of snowpack in the hills. Uh, the ground was still frozen, and we got an inch and a half of rain in 24 hours. Needless to say, our local waterways filled up pretty quickly, and people in the valleys got new pools overnight in their basements. Uh, my neighbor and I being some of those people. Uh, my neighbor's sump pump had failed in the evening, and he got like 18 inches of water in his basement. And luckily, I only have a crawl space, which still got like 6 to 8 inches of water in it. Uh, we spent the next morning fucking around with pumps and hoses, crawling around crawl spaces and basements. And as much as it sucked, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't Auschwitz. Exactly. <clears throat> it wasn't Auschwitz. The, the water crested fairly quickly, uh, and by the next day, uh, everything was back to normal. And this would be a great example of first world flooding issues. Uh, it's not uncommon that this happens in our area, but we deal with it and move on. But for some people in the world, they don't have the luxuries we do when it comes to dealing with these things, uh, which is the inspiration for today's second story. Uh, today we travel back to Kenya, where the people of this country quite literally live and die by the fast-moving rivers that run through the land. As we learned in the last episode, the rainy seasons in Africa bring huge challenges for the people of this part of the world. But in the rural parts, it's not clogged drain lines that plague the area, it's the small rivers that swell into massive torrents that sweep people away to their deaths that are the issue. Not to mention the hippos and crocodiles that frequent those same waters snacking on human treats. For centuries, everyone in the outlying villages of Central Africa would be completely cut off from the rest of the world by huge rushing rivers brought on by the seasonal rains. And unless a person was willing to brave the currents and cross them, they were essentially shit out of luck if they needed anything vital like food or medicine from neighboring villages. That is until uh, the 1990s, when a Kentucky man and master mason named Harmon Parker was doing mission work in Kenya and noticed the huge lack of safe river crossings in the area. So he decided to actually do something about the problem. He got on Twitter and created 15 new hashtags, then proceeded to bombard politicians and celebrities with them to fix the issue. Not really. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were like, no. he sounds like a fucking douchebag. Yeah. No, he started okay. working right. with locals and began building safe footbridges for all the folks who were cut off for months at a time uh, or getting attacked by river predators. By 1997, the nonprofit Bridging the Gap Africa was formed by Mr. Parker. And since then, it has helped the Kenyan people build over 60 bridges throughout these backcountry regions thus bringing communities together year-round and helping these people literally stay alive. Uh, they take pride in working with the locals when it does come time for a bridge's construction. Uh, they feel community involvement is key in the building process. They aren't just doing the typical government welfare thing of saying, here's your free bridge, we'll see you later. Uh, this way it doesn't fall apart when the nonprofit leaves because the people who benefit from it are trained in building and maintaining it. So what a concept. 
Uh, the structures bridging the gap builds aren't just a few like two by 12 screwed together into some makeshift hillbilly bridge either. These are legit like well-built suspension and cable bridges uh, that span hundreds of feet, concrete, steel, like heavy duty things. Uh, they span over uh, flowing water. Uh, the nonprofit has also got into erosion control to help keep the, the huge rivers in place. Uh, it really is an all-around good charity that helps the people who deal with extreme flooding every year. So that was it. Good for them. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah I got that off uh, Good News Network. It was an older story, but I got thinking about that. I was like, yeah, that's pretty good because we had our petty little flooding issue. I mean, there were some people who got, you know, like lost all the shit in their basements, but it's that's not, Well, I don't even have a fucking basement, so like I don't even think about flooding. So mm-hmm. like over there, so – I mean, <laughs> yeah, over there, like you. That's, so, well, I'm just thinking of the hippo thing. So, mm-hmm. like, in these villages in Africa, I mean, here we want to spook ourselves with a game. We like get out of Ouija boards. Over there, they just play hungry, hungry hippos, and they're just terrified. They're getting... <laughs> wow, they, they are the marbles. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just cruel. Yeah, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, good for no, them. I, like, I, I, you know. The rainy season, it'll it shows where they're building these bridges when the rainy season is not happening, obviously. And it looks like they're almost building a bridge over a fucking stream, like or a really small creek, uh, like hundreds of feet away. But then come rainy season, it's like up to the fucking base of it because they swell so much. They they get so much rain. So when they you got people in these communities who need, you know, hospitals or something in a neighboring city. You know, they were pretty much shit out of life. So many people would drown every year in these rivers trying to cross them. So that's but, horrible. Yeah, it is. So it's good that this uh, not for profit's doing that. So you know what else is good is that you're actually taking the concept of the soft serve seriously. And I'm somehow trying to. I really do appreciate it. <laughs> I'm somehow trying. I'm to keep trying this to stay on leash, track. man. But like, you're really. Yeah, it's it's inspiring. <laughs> I just listen to you. Uh, no, you're. It, it's fun. I think uh, it's a good mix of. I'm really glad that you did two serious ones because this. I kind of promised this one anyway. Okay. So this was gonna be. <clears throat> I was gonna do. I have three things in the works. One of them I started. Mm-hmm. This is this story. Like all my magic shit lately. Yeah. Like speaking of like the ent- <laughs> yeah. like entitled fucking like middle class white guys uh-huh. like these poor fuckers are drowning in a river and just like I'm getting into doing magic. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> um, I I I got. I'm going to spread it out okay. over the next couple episodes because I didn't want to do them all like in one. No, I'm glad you're, I, I'm I glad you're pop- in a magic phase. This is good. So you're moving first, on. The you're first growing. Thing, <laughs> yeah. The first thing I'm trying <clears throat> is automatic writing. Okay. I got three things in mind. This is the first one. But this is not the only time I do. Do you know what automatic writing is? Is that uh, – remind me. Here, I'll I'll just read the title of it. So the title of this story is – what follows is an ill-advised first attempt at tapping my subconscious and or any spirits in my house and seeing what they have to say. Oh, great. So this is an attempt at automatic writing. Automatic writing is different from free writing, which I've tried to do before. Mm-hmm. Uh, automatic writing or spirit writing is the act of reaching an almost meditative state and allowing your hand, this is my hand, mm-hmm. <clears throat> to become the vessel of a spirit or just your subconscious. Yeah. Whatever comes out is what comes out. It is. Like, is it, how am I trying to say? Is it really like a spirit channeling messages on the page using the writer as a tool to communicate like with the living? 
Probably not. But I needed Harry, something. <laughs> Harry Houdini would eat you alive. Yeah. <laughs> I just I needed something new to distract myself with. So here we are. This will be my first attempt. Uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen. I wrote this before I did it. Uh, but my guess is that I'll become easily distracted, and whatever comes out will end up short and soiled with like a tinge of sarcasm and cynicism. But who knows? <laughs> I hope I have to finally edit this. I have to censor it because your subconscious is just like saying horrible, horrible shit. I'm like, the fuck? We can't put that on the show. Well, you have to like decipher it because it doesn't come out very clear. Okay. But no, no, I yeah, we might have to. All right, I I do have something to to say to this after the fact, okay. but go ahead. So for this uh, first attempt, and I did this, but this is me writing before I did it, uh, I'm going to make an effort at meditating. Excuse me. And see what comes out. Sorry, Mom. I burped. Oh, yeah. Your son's belching into the microphone like the pig beast that he is. Anyway, <laughs> first attempt. Okay. Meditation. So this oh. is what came out. Actually, I used this brain thing that was supposed to like just like sound in your ear. Yeah. <clears throat> Ready? Okay. My name is Samuel Smith, and I cannot thank you enough for opening yourself up to me. There's something you need to know. I'm a long-dead spirit unable to find rest. I died during an after-hours donkey show over 200 years ago when this <laughs> building was still a carriage house. I can never truly find peace until- Are you home when you wrote this? Yes. The place was built in like 1970. Shh, just listen to the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I can never truly find peace until I help another- but you're the first living person to ever reach out to me, so let's help each other. I want to tell you that each night after you've gone to bed, an Irish and American man dressed as a homeless Viet Cong has been watching you sleep through your bedroom window. Wait, is that me? I don't think he mean <laughs> I don't think he means you any harm, but he seems to be getting a real rise out of it, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Anywho, just thought you'd like to know. Well, I did my bit. Off to heaven now. Woohoo! the fuck is happening to this podcast okay anyway <laughs> so i did i made that one up uh it is you <laughs> i see you when i'm sleeping because <laughs> i'm sitting up doing that show where i try not to wake up mandy oh yeah uh, that's right just be, be quiet. quiet yeah so okay i, I may have made that i did uh this is okay i'm done this is super short this took me like i don't know eight minutes like i put headphones on, i put that on i tried mm -hmm. I, I tried to like chill out yeah i turned off all the lights and I just let my hand go. That's where your brain went. So, like, went. some of this came out, like, what's coming up here. Some of it, like, came out as words, and some of it I just had to decipher. So this is what I actually wrote on a piece of paper. All right. Ready? Yeah. And I tried to decipher it. <laughs> Find the had. Ouch, oven taco soup. For Alan, what that cuck? Last my Hanan let to scorpion water. Uh, whoa, my. Hair for coins. Later might be bacon. Only potato can find an old cat's banana. Mmm, foul leapt. Come on, furnace and my mayonnaise car. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. And that's, that's, that's like when they let bots write stories. Oh, yeah, when they do like those stupid, like when they do, oh, was it yeah. one bot they tried to have like, oh, first bot does a comedy right. special. Yeah, and it's, it's fucking horrible. retarded. Yeah. Or they do a sitcom or whatever. Uh -huh. um, yeah, that's, and like it took up. It's weird. Like, you ever do it where, uh, oh, where you, you look at a, we did this on vacation in my family when we went to Delaware this past, it's, mm -hmm. you sit in the kitchen or what, no, we didn't in the dining room. You put an object out and you just stare at it and yeah. then you have a piece of paper and a pen or pencil or whatever in your right hand and you just look and you draw it without looking at it. 
and then look, and it's just this completely stupid-looking thing. There's lines all over the place, even though it felt like you were drawing it correctly, like a simple shape, like a box or something like that. Okay. So this took the whole page. But then, like, I just kind of let my hand go. And, and that's what your brain pooped yeah, out. Yeah, it turns out what I've found is that either I'm an idiot <laughs> yeah. or the spirit is a fucking idiot. <laughs> that or I might have deciphered it wrong. Uh, or or what what did I figure? The the madness that is your brain, the podcast you're going to create, uh, Spaghetti Quesadilla. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can yeah. do that. I. Man, yeah, that's, that's spaghetti quesadilla material right there. I was, I did this more of a, like just a stunt. This would be fun for the show. Uh-huh. I kind of liked it, and I'm gonna do one more. So I did this one. Just I tried to meditate. Okay, I'm gonna do this one more time. I'm just letting you know now for the next episode. But I'm gonna take a couple edibles first oh, and just see <laughs> what happens. Yeah. So I'll have one more for the next one, and I have some more magic theme stuff we're gonna get into. Good. Good. But this is our first. This is my first attempt. At automatic writing. I will say, I, I don't want to completely bash it, as gobbledygook as that was, the whole like letting your brain take over uh, and, and take you somewhere, that is kind of in line with the remote viewing. Yes. Yeah. In fact, uh, like reading through like uh, oh, Wikipedia, obviously, their mm-hmm. automatic writing page, there's a whole section where they talk about, yeah. um, was it like 1975 when CAA started doing uh, like remote viewing? They invested a lot of time yes. and what money the into fuck it. Was it? And they had a lot of success with it. Project which is weird. Something Stargazer or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. There's like people that and there's even if it's not magic, mm-hmm. it's probably not fucking spirits, but it's kind of neat. There's, to there's ways to, to like it. tap into parts of your brain that you don't normally yeah. tap into. I remember it was probably God 15 years ago now. I remember getting online and like looking into that remote viewing and it gave you a number on one page. It just had these like five or six numbers and it said, look at these numbers and think like go deep into your subconscious, like barely to the point where you fall asleep, you know, just in focus on these numbers and what comes to mind. And I remember writing down like a rectangle and like an ass, just shit that made no sense. And then I clicked on the next picture and it was like, and I remember, I, I remember I wrote rectangle S um, horizon, like weird shit. Like I was like, this shit makes no sense. This is stupid. I'm wasting my time. And I clicked on next and the picture shows up and it was, and it was like in Antarctica or something. And it was a horizon and there was a shipping container with people like there. So there's the rectangle. There's the horizon. Oh, and the other one was triangle. And they had a weather balloon, which is like triangular when it comes no to a shit. point. And the S was like there was snaking heating lines coming out of that shipping container. It was like some research station in the middle of Antarctica or something. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. It was bizarre. It was the bizarrest thing I ever experienced. Huh. Yeah. But shit like that's fun. Yeah, it is. I get a kick out of it. I'm, it is yeah, cool. I'm uh, I'm enjoying it. This is a, this is a lot of fun. Uh, her sister's get she's always been kind of into this stuff, but mm-hmm. she's getting more and more into it. She's got like tarot cards and shit. So oh, okay. It's kind of <laughs> I just messing with your Spooky. head. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I won't touch that fucking Ouija board. No, we gotta, I don't like. like yeah, and I, don't I'm, I with think that. most of what I'm getting into is probably bullshit. But it's still, <laughs> but I'm still like, there's that like that level of mystery. Not? What oh, if there yeah. really was a carriage house next door and there was a guy having sex with a donkey? <laughs> I don't think that ever happened. But hey, you never know. Hmm. Although I, although I think of the old, uh, 
roadway used to be not where it is where we're at, but I don't know. Yeah, that spells donkey sex. That spells donkey. So I think that's all I got. <laughs> all I right. did want to mention one thing. It's kind of our area, so I wanted to say something because we've been watching the new Dexter, yeah, which is okay, but it supposedly takes place in the Seneca Nation. What? Yeah, it's all Seneca Nation. Which to anybody who's outside of our area, that's fifteen minutes, down, ten minutes down the road. I mean, it's us. a huge area. Though. Yes, the so, Seneca Nation itself it spans pretty big in, throughout Western New York. But the Seneca Iroquois Museum is twenty minutes down the road. 15 oh yeah, minutes yeah. Down the road, and uh, Showtime just donated a hundred thousand dollars to the Seneca Iroquois Museum uh, because of the because of Dexter. Really? Yes. Yep. Holy shit. Yeah. I didn't hear Although, about that. Although, watching the show, I'm like, this doesn't look like any. This is. I thought crazy. it was in like the Pacific Northwest or something. No, it's here. It's supposed to be. But, <clears throat> and I'm like, God, this looks so a lot nicer than our So does it even say like Western area. New York? No, they shot it in Massachusetts. Uh huh. But they did yeah. acknowledge that it is uh, supposed to be Western New York. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Well, just throwing that out there. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Cool. That's all I got to say, I think. <clears throat> all right. Um, let's see. What do I got here? Um, yeah, please give us a follow over on Instagram at TS Podcast Official as we wrap the show up. I'm just going to spurt out this stuff as usual. Uh, leave a rating on Spotify and a review on Apple Podcast if you're listening there, if you want. And consider directly supporting by clicking the Anchor FM link in our show notes. So shirts are coming soon. We will keep you posted on that whole deal. So hopefully in the next couple of weeks you'll by uh, hopefully by the next show you'll hear something. So, hey, I'm thinking of a number. Can you guess it? Fourteen. Uh, it's on my hand. It's it's okay. So it's in ten. It's it w- five. One to five. One to five. Yep. Three. Oh, one. You're flipping me the bird. Ah, uh, pretty clever. Uh, oh, what a I nice do- guy. <laughs> I got. I have one show to pitch. I forgot. Oh, let's hear it. It's not a podcast. I can't, I kind of dropped the ball. And like I had like they're just coming up with a couple of them, mm-hmm. but it's a TV show. I want to pitch for Animal Planet. You know how they do all these like like reboots of old like fifties TV shows like yeah, sitcoms. You can't and make stuff. anything original. Yeah, yeah, and like now every one of them's like, oh, it's gonna be an R rated one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this one is uh, uh, it's a remake of I Dream of Genie. Okay. So it's called I Dream of Ginny. Oh. And it's all it is is you rub the lamp and Ginny comes out and takes a dump on your carpet and then goes back <laughs> in the lamp. <laughs> what a fucking garbage show that would be. We'll have it on we'll have the trailer during the puppy bowl next year. Uh, yeah, I dream of Ginny. Uh she is gonna be a huge dog. I know I cannot she's gonna be wait. a monster. She's got a lot of Dane in her, that's all I can see. She's uh-huh. doubled in weight. More than doubled in weight since three she's weeks. She's taking dumps bigger than I am. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. No, I think that's all I got. I'm super excited for the next show. Hopefully, we'll have another one here for you guys in a couple weeks. It should mm-hmm. be a full-length one, and we've already got it all topic and all that picked up. We yeah, actually got, got the next topic. couple picked up. I think, so. I, I think I got my story figured out. I'll keep you posted on that, Christopher, and our listeners will hear about that hopefully in a few weeks here. Um, as we talked about, uh, it's February, and we hope you all had a good February. Uh and no matter how this episode went, it's, I thought it went really good. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. As scatterbrained as we can be sometimes, and we, you, me, <laughs> yeah. I I just want to throw out like try to keep positive with all the bullshit that's going on in the world right now. You know, focus on the goodness within yourself and try to help others if you can. 
You know, I just trying to wanted yeah, to throw Putin, that out there. If you're listening, go fuck yourself. I a just, piece of I'm shit. not even doing the politics bullshit. Okay. So, and I, I had a quote here. I, I have this quote, and this is from one of my favorite bands, and it's it's nothing like super deep or anything like that. But it's uh, the song is called "Weight of the False Self," and it's from the band Hatebreed. It's one of my favorite bands. They're very they have a lot of very positive type stuff. You wouldn't think with that name, but they do. So I'll read the quote. And it is, uh, if you want to make a difference in the world, it means you have to be different from the world you see. So that pretty much means to me, if you stay in the cycle of negativity, um, yeah, you can. You got to get out of it. Fucking rise above that shit. Stop complaining. Fucking be a person. Be a good person. Fucking just do it. Like, Yeah. So if you want to stay in that shit, you got to break it. It's up to you. I need to be told that a lot. Uh-huh. But so, yes. If if I ever get feeling uh I do. If if I ever get feeling like oh, I'm kind of fucking bummed, I throw that album on, Way to the False Self. It's fucking awesome. A lot of good shit. So, and as I said, it's nothing like super deep lyrical content, but it's not super technical, I should say, but when you like look into it, it's like fuck yeah, it's empowering. So, everybody chin up. Fuck yeah, absolutely. Try to look at the good. That's uh, that's well, what, that's what I want to end it. But yes, yeah, it Everybody is. Yeah, chin up yeah, and, as, uh, as shitty as things can be, you know, like fucking make the best go of it. So, and uh, there you we'll go. see you guys here in a couple weeks. Yeah, couple weeks. Got a new episode coming. Uh, we're excited about it. We got a topic. It's gonna be fun. Uh, Chris is looking at me like, "Hurry up! I got a shit. I do have to poop." <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. We're out of here, folks. We'll see you guys on the next one. Bye, everybody. Bye for now. Thank you.